My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Merry Christmas. You get me today, the day after Christmas. And you know what's funny about having Christmas fall on a Sunday? It's the first time that I think I've ever witnessed it. Uh, nobody comes to work on Monday. <laughs> it's, it's a, I guess it's a thing. When's the last time, uh, Mr. Zach, that, that uh, Christmas fell on a Sunday? I can't remember one, no. It's been a while. It's been a long time. So I guess that's the thing. Maybe it's once every 30 years. It's like Leprechaun Day. So I wouldn't have known. But uh, when it falls on a Sunday, it had to be sooner than that. It had to be. Here, I'm going to check. Last time Christmas was on a Sunday. Well, there's more than just me looking for it. Um, so 2016. 2016. Okay, well, I guess it, it, yeah, okay, good. I was in school, so I guess it didn't really matter. <laughs> Um, there, there's a ton to go over today. There's a ton to go over today. Now, for those of you that, <laughs> that want to accuse me of being Mr. Debbie Downer, I'm here to tell you I'm not, but I do believe that I said Carrie Lake's lawsuit would end in the judge doing what? Throwing it out. And what do you think happened? There was a, uh, Zach, I sent this to you. But there was a um, statement from the, the Hobbs campaign manager. And this should tell you everything you need to know about the judge. The judge in this case, which, by the way, let Macias testify from a different room. Testified from a different room. Not, not He was in the courthouse from a different room. You could see that he was reading. Everyone could see it. The judge is like, ooh, 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 ooh. And as soon as I saw the judge's reaction to that, I knew that the fix was in. There was no evidence that would have been strong enough to say we need a new election, that there was too much fraud. Now, the, the level by which the judge operated was interesting. For those of you that don't know, it had nothing to do with whether or not voters were disenfranchised. Did you know that? Did you know that? Zach, did you know that? I did not. It had to do with intent. It had to do with whether or not you could prove intent, that they intended to disenfranchise the voters. Not that the voters were disenfranchised. And we saw the testimony of Clay Perique. We saw the testimony, and I'll see if I can pull that stuff up as well for you. We saw Macias read from 
what could only be described as a script. We're still working on, by the way, proving they read from the script. We saw the the election manager, uh, Ryan, whatever his name is, lie and then get chased out by Gateway Pundit in the parking lot saying, why'd you lie? We saw all of it happen. And I said before, it doesn't really matter what the truth is. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what the truth is. What matters is the fact that they can make it as subjective as possible. They can ignore all the evidence. All the evidence. I had a friend who was, you know, I, I would say that he, he doesn't follow the same path. He's, he, he actually is one of those guys that, that doesn't believe that he did not believe. Let me say, say, he did not believe that election fraud was widespread going in out of 2020. Now, now he does believe it's widespread and listen to the entire trial, trial for two days. And he said to me, he goes, Joe, I don't know how the judge could rule any other way than the disenfranchisement of the voter. And I said, that's not what this case is about. This case is about one word, intent. Did they intend to disenfranchise the voter? Because if they intended to disenfranchise the voter, then go, then go forward. It all levied on that one word, intent. And keep, and keep in mind, the judge did not, the judge is the, the, the jury, the judge is the, the, the all-seeing, all-power. And our success as a country relies not on the voice of the people, but on people that are placed in positions by other people who were selected, not elected. So I want to read this to you. This is a statement from Nicole DeMont. And this just shows you how demented it is. Because what the judge said is that they didn't find any intent to mislead or to create any sort of fraud against the voters. Intent. They intended to lie. They intended to put it on 20-inch paper, which I don't know. The 20-inch paper deal to me is just, it, it's more of a rabbit hole. They should have concentrated on the thing that you had 300,000 ballots that did not have any sort of chain of custody. And if they were looking at the facts, not intent, a subjective term where you can make up whatever you want. If you were looking at the facts, you could not rule that this was a face, safe, fair, or transparent election. But that was not the goal. They moved the goalpost once again. On standing, on its moot, and now on intent. So you still think the law is actually set up to protect you. It's not. This is a statement. Last month, Arizonans made their voices heard at the ballot box. They chose sanity over chaos and common sense bipartisanship results over division. The voters of Arizona did not, not the conspiracy riddled dark corners of the internet are the ones who chose our leaders. We're pleased that the courts have upheld the will of the voters and Governor-elect Hobbs is continuing the work of preparing to take office as gov Arizona's next governor. Take that down. Everywhere you learn, everywhere you turn, they're telling you nothing to see here. That you are the conspiracy-riddled people. That you're the people. You, you right there, you are the people that has caused all of this chaos. Zach, if you actually go into, um, if you go into uh, uh, my Instagram, there's a part of a story, if you hit the reel, it's the one about Elon Musk talking about conspiracy theorists. 
remember what we said about Twitter? We were talking about the fact that there's government censorship and they were meeting it and there was whistleblowers at Twitter at the time. And they said, nothing to see here. That's not true. Elon Musk buys it, delivers all the bad information about Twitter being infiltrated by the darkest corners of our government. And every single conspiracy theory that we stated against Twitter turned out to be what? True. So here we are, two days later, but let's break down something if we can. Let's break down timing. It was Saturday. Saturday, December 24th, the day before Christmas. Yep, that's it. The day before Christmas, the judge decides to drop his ruling on a Saturday, 8 o'clock in the morning. Why? 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 Why drop it on Christmas Eve? Why not wait till Monday? I mean, maybe. Or why not drop it on Friday? Why drop it at 8 o'clock in the morning on Saturday? I, you know, I, I just want to ask the question because if, if you were a Satanist, if you were all in for this cabal, and, and this is not a conspiracy theory, it's a theory, but it's not a conspiracy theory. I just think they're evil. And I think the evil people do evil things to try and hurt and create destruction, a lack of hope. That's what evil people do. They also twist the truth and lie and lie and lie and lie and lie. That's what the left does. So why did the judge decide to release it on Saturday morning on Christmas Eve? The day, the, the day of celebration, the day before of Jesus' birth. Well, you could only conclude that they did it because they wanted to cause as much destruction, harm, chaos, hopelessness, and those that follow Jesus Christ. I don't know. Just a theory. Not a conspiracy theory, but just a theory. And they hate Christmas. You're right. They hate Christmas. Who just said that? Rainbow 339. You're right. They hate Christmas. They wanted to demoralize us. That's a good word for it. They wanted to do everything that they could in order to draw back or stop us from having hope in the future. Here's the problem. The more that they do to show us that we're slaves, the more that we want to break the chains of slavery. Now, I'm not calling for violence. But I am calling for force. I am. And I, I've been calling for force. And what was interesting is, do you know the first person to tweet what happened? I'm not going to be very popular right now. It's going to make me unpopular. Do you know who the first person was to tweet, Zach? I do not. His name is Charlie Kirk. He was the first person. Maybe he heard you talking about him. He was the first person to tweet that Carrie Lake lost the deal. And what did they tell us? They said, hey, we have to vote harder. We have to vote harder. We have to get out and commit crimes. We have to ballot harvest. We have to ballot harvest harder. <laughs> and we have to have hope for the future that we're going to convince the young people coming up that they can take over leadership. Okay, so let me just tell you what's wrong with that. Number one, when Elon Musk took over Twitter, and maybe you know this, maybe you don't know this, but when Elon Musk took over Twitter, 
and they were doing the Twitter files. It talked about all the Democrats that were infiltrate, excuse me, having conversations with infiltrating would be a wrong word. They've already done that to the government, um, but they were infiltrating the excuse me. They were communicating with Twitter, Twitter employees about suppressing the voice of Americans using a system, a publicly traded company, to circumvent the First Amendment. Under the guise of misinformation, disinformation, misinformation, disinformation, conspiracy theorists, election denier, conspiracy theorists, racist, homophobe. You get it? But the question was asked in there. I think it was Talibi. And was, we've been told that Republicans did the same thing, but we have found no evidence of it. So see, Republicans, good Republicans, not the rhinos. See, the, the establishment Republicans, will, they're, they're fine letting the, the hood rats, the cabal, do the work for them. But what I, what I found interesting is that Republicans did not call Twitter to have them take down anything. They didn't do it. They also didn't do something else. Ready? They didn't call Twitter and say, mm, this is a fine line. I heard you're actually you know, trying to uh, quelch free speech. They didn't do that either. Now, you'd say that they're feckless cowards. You'd say, I would tell you they just don't think that way. They don't think evil. And when evil gets a grip, it's kind of like cancer. When cancer gets a grip, if the grip is too tight, sooner or later you die. If you allow it to get all of its claws into you and spread throughout every part of your government, i.e. your body, then fighting it off takes an enormous amount of fronts. you got to have different fronts that are going at every one time. Everyone's fighting from different fronts. Yeah, you like my shirt? Jesus is a badass. And that is what's happened here. But here's the problem with training up a new generation of children. Turning Point USA. Here's the problem with the theory that Turning Point has. It looks good. It smells good. <sighs> Hope. But no one inside of Turning Point USA, no one, not one person inside of Turning Point USA is equipping them with the ability to understand how the enemy thinks. They're not looking that far ahead. They have a wholesome view of what it will take to be successful. We just have to rise up these, these young people. And so they put them in this fishbowl. Here's the fishbowl. Put all these kids in the fishbowl. And they create this what? Echo chamber. And as you create this echo chamber, you only need one piece of what? Cancer in there to do what? Screw up the entire equation. Now, while this fishbowl is happening over here, you got the anti-fight fishbowl over here, i.e. public school education, <laughs> i.e. parents that just don't care. So infatuated with themselves, so narcissistic, so selfish, that really all they care about is, hey, here, Junior, I want you to be my bling bling. 
you will be my gold medallion. So I want you to go out and drive your fancy car. I'm going to go ahead over here. You're going to look, and everybody's going to be like, oh, my parents are so nice. Ooh, they're so good. Oh, my gosh. Look at what they have. Ooh, look at Johnny. Look at Junior driving around in the Bugatti. Junior runs off and decides he's going to do fentanyl and, you know, get into pornography and sleep with a hundred women. Now over here, you got a fishbowl. We're going to sell you on hope. Vote harder. Over here, the enemy's playbook. And instead of actually making our own playbook where we fight against that and we call it what it is, we sniff butts. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Do you have that video ready by any chance? Are you on one? Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's go ahead and play this real quick. This, this is Conspiracy Theory 101. I mean, to be totally frank, um, almost every conspiracy theory that people had about Twitter turned out to be true. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> like, if, is there a conspiracy theory about Twitter that didn't turn out to be true? Uh, so far, they've all turned out to be true. And if you know, every conspiracy theory is true. You want to know why? Because God reveals truth, and someone inside of Twitter just could not live with themselves, knowing what they had done to so many people that they had taken this constitution, they, they grew up in the fishbowl. They were Turning Point USA. They were Prager U. They were the controlled opposition of putting them in a place where they could control the message, the method, and who, when, and how they deliver. It's no different. If you're going to usher in the cancer, if you're going to usher in communism, you're going to do so on the backs of creating something that looks like hope, smells like hope, but delivers no hope and no actionable plan for how we can be successful. You know, I, saw, I sent Steve Bannon and uh, Roger Stone text messages last night saying Merry Christmas. And in it, I said, you know, I, I study, I'm, I've begun to study you and how you react to people, how you maintain your composure while inside you have to be boiling. I boil out. My, my cupeth overflows. And I'm starting to realize that maybe it, maybe I'm right. Actually, that's not true. I know I'm right. I know that Turning Point USA can't save us. I know that President Trump can't save us. I know that if we don't get rid of the thing that causes all of the death and destruction of the people in the United States, we have no chance and no hope of turning the ship around. No Turning Point USA, PragerU, uh, Charis, or Charis built, you know, Bible College, um, no church uh, reformation, none, none of that is going to make a difference. Because the tools are still there and we're not training these children on how to be equipped to fight against the machine that is designed to bully, intimidate, separate, and destroy. 
I just have a quick question. So you yeah. don't have a problem with the message that they give necessarily. You have a problem when they go against the other ways that we need to solve the problem, right? Because a lot of, like Prager always educates people who aren't aware of conservative values and how the government works. They're, I've always noticed them as that. But right. you just don't like when they come out against the people coming together and having the ability to individually make a change. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. I mean, you, you went to Hillsdale. Yeah. Do you feel like you were equipped to recognize and combat evil? I'd say for the most part, yeah. We were kind of forced to read a lot of the great books and you know, okay. exposed to the Bible and stuff. And Okay, so so let's talk. I mean, the, we all have the Bible. The Bible is filled with hope. It tells you not to have fear. Yeah. It's actually a blueprint if you trust the whole Bible for how you defeat evil. So if I were to place you in my chair, Zach, and it's a great question. It actually is a really great question. If I were to place you in my chair, what is your next move on the chessboard in order to combat evil? Um, besides what we're doing, actually continue what we're doing, but also try to convince the people on our side who, even if they're not aiming for the same goal we are, that at least think they're on our same side, showing them how they could be better and how we can do something. What, what does better look like? Uh, results. What, how do you get results? See, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to put you in the circle, right? You're going to, you're going to start running around trying to find a corner, a sharp edge in order to plant your idea in so they can have foundation. Yeah, just encouraging people to understand that they don't need... What does encouragement look like? Uh, Positive reinforcement. Okay. Um, But just letting them know that they don't need a PragerU. They don't need a Charlie Kirk. They don't need a turning point. They don't need a Joe Altman to make change. What what do they need? To actually stand up and do it. With what? Their God-given rights and and a little bit of fire. What does that look like? Going out and doing something (laughs) physically. (laughs) What, What does going out and doing something physically look like? What we did in Arizona. Yeah. And so do you think most people are equipped that way when you start educating them? I think education is the first step. Okay. How, how long? And look, this is good because this is actually how some people are, are feeling. They're feeling this way. And they should feel this way, right? I mean, but I always say, and everyone says to me, Joe, what, what do we do? See, the word do means it's an action, right? I mean, do is not a let's pray about it only. Do is, it's not let's think about it. Do is do, right? You have to do something. You have to, yeah, there's an action. There's, we got to, we got to get involved. We got to get involved in something. No, and, but the prayer thing, when you ask for patience, God's give, like he gives you an opportunity to be patient. When you want change, he gives you an opportunity to make change. Yeah, but he gives you the tools. Yeah, and the tools. But if somebody is over here saying, get in the fishbowl, and they are the, they are the way, the truth, and the light, and over here, you got them, they're planning. Here, here's, what, here's what Antifa says, ready? Go get, a pot, go get a thing of rocks, some gasoline, put a mask on, Run in there, and anything evil that you can get to distract them and to create chaos so that they could talk about that while we actually burn things down and, and intimidate and bully people while we tell them that they are the oppressor, do that. Right? Because chaos favors who? Uh, the weak and those who profit off the weak. It doesn't favor the people. And so you got a lot of really strong people. You got a lot of, of, of God driven people and and by the way i'm seeing it more and more where we're seeing people speak up about their faith they're speaking up about truth they're becoming ambassadors of truth 
But when PragerU and TPUSA say, hey, listen, here's what we want you to do. We want you to come over here and hang out with us and pay us $500 to do it. Makes them look good, drives up their ratings. It does. But what does it do to the children? It doesn't do anything for anyone that actually needs help. Do they get push up, do the push ups when they're at TPUSA? Probably not. <laughs> do pull ups? Probably Sit ups? Not. They do run? I need to do a little more of those myself, so I'm feeling yeah. personally attacked. <laughs> no, no, no. And I'm not trying to attack you. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to. Oh, this is it. And remember, we do have an excellent sponsor of the show, and that is Air Medcare Network. So today's podcast is, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. And if you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, or if you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors or do uh, you know dangerous things like some of us like to do that may require some emergency medical attention, we all want to make sure that our family is protected in a medical emergency. Uh, and health insurance will not always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight if, in fact, you do need one. But with Air Medcare Network, you are covered. For as little as $85 a year, not only you, but your entire household will be covered in case you ever need air medical transport. Uh, this is a super, super good deal, very low cost, and it's insurance that if you need it, you do want to make sure that you have it. I know people personally who have had to cover those costs, and believe me, they are very expensive. So simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Receive up to a $50 Visa gift card back when you sign up today. That's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and promo code is daily. Go check them out. Fishbowls are bless me clubs. You're right. That was a good, good comment. Bless me clubs. They're also me too clubs. In a way, it's like virtue signaling on the right. Yes. <laughs> so when you're absolutely right. So if you have virtue signaling on one side and virtue signaling on the other, that you are the righteous ones, but you're not willing to do anything about it. You're just talking about it. You, you ever seen that video of the two dogs? You have one dog on one side, you have one dog on the other, and they're and there's a fence between them. And then they open the gate and they're like, huh. I don't know if I really wanted to do this. <laughs> I did. Right? Yeah. Or you'll see the meme where you have the dog on one side and there's another dog on the other side and this dog's a little small dog. is trying to jump over him. So the owner picks the dog up, puts it next to him. He's like, what? What? Why am I over here? I want to go back over there. Then he gets back over there. He's like, right? Yeah. Everyone is courageous from a distance. Think about that. Everyone has courage from a distance. So I don't have any problem with TPUSA. I have a problem with the fact that they don't equip these children or the parents with anything other than hope. And by the way, hope is not what God brought to us. Sacrifice so that we could have eternal life is what God gave to us. That Jesus was born and died to give us the greatest gift we could ever have. And we forget about the fact, we, we, talk, we see Christ hanging on a cross. We see Christ sitting in the manger. We talk about the stories of his life in the 33 years that he walked the earth. We talk about it. But we don't talk about the details, right? 
how the how the how it's made. Like how is the sauce made? We don't talk about that. We don't talk about the fact that Jesus did go into the temple and he not only went into the temple and flipped over tables, but he whipped them. You know what else we don't talk about? We don't talk about the fact that the Bible that we have today is only 50% of the Bible that they actually possessed. Did you know that? Yeah, Council of Nicaea. Well, here we are, 2022. 2022, 14th century, no, we give you this Bible, 15th century, 16th century, 17th century, 18th century, 19th century, 20th century, 21st century. We know that there's more truth to the Bible, yet we don't have it. Why? Where's the blueprint? Uh, Dead Sea Scrolls, I think is the oldest version we have. Yeah. But we have 50 different translations of the Bible. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, that's not, that's not accurate. 50. It's like 5,000. Some of my favorite sermons were to go yeah. back to uh, pastors who knew the original Greek, and then they'd go like one verse word by word and yeah. tell you what it meant and then what we've interpreted it as. So I was involved in, the, in a translation, uh, Dr. Hungerford. So he, he actually passed away a few years ago. But David Hungerford, in, he was a uh, surgeon. He, in, he invented a hip replacement, some other things. But he was deeply committed to how we interpret the Bible. And so he went all the way back. And if you go back, and, and by the way, this was not a, we're, we're going to talk more about Carrie Lake verdict, but I, I do like history and I certainly love the Bible. Um, but he went, we went all the way back and we got, religious scholars together and we talked about muslims and you know how could we take the uh, the gospels and have that translated in such a way that muslims would accept it because they said hey the book is written by man it goes through hebrew and greek and so taking let's take it all the way back to the original writings of the bible gospels in aramaic and let's do this. Let's translate the Bible from Aramaic to Arabic. Aramaic to English. So we get the free, we get the translation, the purest translation out there that they can say, "Hey, look, this was not molested, changed anything by human hand or by by man's hands." It was written by man, by the way. But and then we place it out there. You'd have a few issues with the Catholic Church. But a few. I, I have a few issues with the Catholic Church right now, where they just they just got rid of a a uh, uh, what, what is it? Uh, Father, uh, what's his name? He came out and said you cannot be a you cannot be a Catholic and be pro-choice. Oh yeah. Well, they they had the last Pope say that it's okay, and then they flip flop because everyone got mad. But it's all it's yeah that I, I don't want to talk to about right. whatever. <laughs> We don't equip our young people to fight against the judges in the Carrie Lake verdict. We don't equip our young people to become courageous. 
they live 90% of their life inside of a world that pounds them with information that is not true. And we expect the 10% that we actually spend over here in the fishbowl, where we talk to them about hope, transformation, God's gift, we hope that that's just enough for them to go out in the real world. That's minnows swimming with sharks. That's not working the problem. Matter of fact, we don't use the words working the problem. Normal everyday people go and do the research that's necessary to show the intent of how they defrauded people in Arizona. Normal everyday people sitting on the outside looking at the trial, not right next to it, can see that Macias was in there reading from something, but the judge says nothing. It's all over. They, they wrote articles over it, all over it. I did hear that someone broke down his eyeballs and that, yes, he was actually reading from something that was moving, which means someone was literally feeding him what to say. Think about that. But a judge sitting in the same room with years of experience couldn't see it. And he's, he's, he saw it. That he brought, they brought it up twice, and instead of addressing it, he said, you've wasted a minute and a half bringing up this issue. Why? Because he saw it too, and he had an agenda. Because they knew that if he addressed that, it would blow up the trial. Again, truth. But we've been praying about truth, I think since February this year, right? Isn't that when we started praying on the air? Yeah, yeah. Earlier this year. And we've been asking for, we've been saying, listen, he, here, here's what I want to do. I want, I want, Lord, please just reveal the truth to us. And so we now can see the truth. We can see it. But be careful what you ask for, because once you can see it, you can't unsee it. And in the Cary Lake trial, what you saw was self-sabotage. Not from the lawyers. They did the best they could with the information, revealing it to you, Joe Public. When Clay Perique got up there on stage and he talked, and, this, and, and look, I'm a strategist. I like to, and, and I, it doesn't mean that I'm a subject matter expert on being a strategist. It just means that when I, when I think about things, when I think about business or opportunities, or I look further into the future and I'm like, okay, I have to engineer a solution that gets you there. So when I sat down with all of those people in a room and I was like, let's protest, I knew what the outcome would be. I knew. And, and even those people that are on our side took orders from those that were wanting people to join the fishbowl. And Carrie Lake got up there and she said, we're going to win this. I'm going to be your next governor. Didn't work the problem. They ignored it. They didn't hammer down inside of this deal. They didn't hammer down the fact that the machines, Clay Perique got up there and talked about it. That should have been enough. The truth should have been enough. The evidence should have been enough. But because it wasn't, they went right back to <laughs> misinformation, disinformation. 
I'll equate it to the 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 thing that I'm dealing with personally right now. And and that thing is, Joe, you weren't on that call. You weren't on that call with Coomer. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I was. Absolutely I was. And he knows it and I know it. And so the, when they started out the case, they did a few things. One, they came out in the in the original trial and they said, well, there is no such thing as Antifa. That's an idea. They, they, they actually said this in the initial hearing. And the judge is like, yeah, I found that there's just, there's no Antifa, there's no organization. Well, let's fast forward. One, Antifa organization was, was uh, uh, sued in Oregon. Fast forward. Sean Beadle. Yeah. That hateful, spiteful man. Man, not woman. Man, that man dressed up like a woman came out and said, ah, yeah, I believe in physical violence after writing all these articles about I'm violent. After people coming to my home, doing all the things that they did to me, all of that happened. That happened. Okay. I'm the violent one. Comes out and says, yes, I support violence and we should dox those chuds and but, 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 but. Had to tell the truth. Let's go back all the way. Here's, here, here's what happened. And here's what they say now. Revisionist history 18 months later. Then they said it wasn't an Antifa call that, that, and they brought in Tay Anderson. Well, that's funny. Tay Anderson said it was a BLM call, not an Antifa call. Well, how did Tay Anderson know what call I was talking about? And they got an affidavit from Tay Anderson. Well, how did he know? I knew, I knew he was on that call. How did they know to go to Tay Anderson? How did they know to go to Tay Anderson and say, you need to tell them it's a BLM call, not an Antifa call? Because they knew that we knew. They knew that I knew. I had lots of proof. They find ways to try to pick apart all the other things and ignore all the details and all the facts which is what happened in the case with Carrie Lake. Now you'd say, Joe, come on. Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theorists. They did not deny that there was a chain of custody issue with 300, nearly 300,000 ballots. But the judge says you have to prove intent. They intended to defraud the voters. Not that there was any fraud against the voters. Not that there was any malfeasance. Not, you have to prove that they just weren't incompetent. So it went from incompetence is okay to disenfranchise the voters if you can't prove intent. And their their lawyers on Hobbs' side got up and said, you can't say that they thought that this was, that they intended to do this. They hammered it. (laughs) because the judge made it clear that the only way he's going to rule in Carrie Lake's favor was if they could prove intent. Intent only works for evil, does not work for good, because frankly, we don't intend to wake up and do harm to people around us, but evil does. And this is where you get into speaking truth. Inside the trial that I went to for the anti-slap for Eric Coomer, by the way, I do feel bad for Eric Coomer. I do feel bad. You know why I feel bad for him? Because he doesn't know Jesus. He's got Satan's tattoo on his arm. He lost his sister at a young age. And I truly believe that that took him and drove him off a cliff that, of darkness. How do I know? 
because if it wasn't for me snapping out of what happened with my brother, I'm not sure that I would have come back from that dar darkness. If it wasn't for people praying up around me when my brother died, the year and a half after that, I was a train wreck. I was driving 120 miles an hour down the highway on my motorcycle, hoping that I would die so I could be with my brother. I wasn't, no death wish, just hoping that if I'm going to die, this is how I want to die. This is how I want to die. So angry. So I, I feel bad for him. But let's go back. The judge in that case, Antifa judge, Antifa judge, held up a sign, Antifa sign saying, if, if my son or daughter was treated this way, I'm going to paraphrase it because I would burn the world down. Held a sign that, they, that she made saying she would burn the world to the ground. That's the judge presiding over this case who was put in two months earlier. And that's the judge that said, you're not allowed to use the word liar in my courtroom. You're not allowed to use the word fraud in my courtroom. Imagine that. We're doing an anti-slap deal. You have Eric Coomer committing fraud, deleting and expunging information, ex ex <laughs> deleting it. Deleting it so fast that if you look up Eric Coomer on the internet right now, you will find nothing about him. Every bit of evidence, no link found. You, they even went to Wayback Machine and said, delete all of this. Which, by the way, the only one that can do that is the CIA. The same people that are inside Twitter. Now we're going to take it down. So we take pictures of all this stuff. You're not allowed to use those words. You're trying to talk about the fraud and the fact that Eric Coomer's a liar, but you're not allowed to use those words. Not allowed to use those words at all. <sighs> so we're playing in a fixed fight. Carrie Lake deal was a fixed fight. Tell me I'm wrong and help me work the problem. Now that doesn't mean we're not going to win. That's not what I'm saying. I, I mean, I, Zach, when I, when I walk around here after, after work and I'm like this, what do I always say? We're winning. Yeah, we're winning and get back at it tomorrow. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. And, and do, do, when, I, when something bad happens, what do I say? Shake it off. We just keep doing it. <laughs> keep grinding. <laughs> I do have a question, though. Yeah. Do you think the judge's opinion would have changed if thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people would have been standing on the Capitol? Yep. That's where you really have to start asking questions. All right. Now, let me just put it this way. They said, oh, you only had a couple hundred people show up. They had everyone come out and say, do not go down to the Capitol. It's another J6 moment. It's another J6 moment. Think about that. It's another J6 moment. Well, let me ask all of you something. What was J6? What was J6? Was it a redress of grievances or was it an insurrection? See, this is where they get you. This is where the left creates a story, lies to you, infiltrates your body, creates doubt because good people have this thing called guilt. 
Good people have guilt, bad people don't. And says, listen to me. You're going to go out there, I'm going to shake it up a little bit. They're going to think that you're an insurrectionist. You've adopted their words. I saw a video of a woman who was talking about that if she came at you and she's angry with you and started cussing at you in a different language, it would have no meaning to you. It wouldn't mean anything to you because you, you couldn't understand it. It would just look like some crazy woman is right? And you'd probably start laughing. Now, if you understood what she was saying, what would happen? It would change. You would establish value in those words. Wouldn't you? But if you don't know what those words are, and they don't have value to you, you can't equate them to your character. You can't equate them to your reputation. You can't equate them to what's being said because you can't understand it. It doesn't apply to you. And yet we were told to stay away from the Capitol. Kanye has a really good analogy on that. He yeah. says, if I put on short shorts and ran on yeah. the highway for 100 miles by myself, Mm-hmm. You'd think I'd, cra- I'm, I'd be crazy, but yeah. if a thousand people did it with me, it's a marathon or an ultra. It's the, same, it's the same thing. It's how it's perceived. It's how it's perceived. So then why did we not go and occupy the capital by the tens or hundreds of thousands? And why did they tell us not to do it? Let's go all the way back to the Supreme Court ruling where Justin, uh, Justice John Roberts said, I don't care what the truth is. They're burning buildings down and rioting. We're not going to hear this case. John Roberts. Because BLM and Antifa got together with nonprofits and let that cancer infiltrate our community and sold us on a story. And as we started peeling back the onion, we started seeing that BLM was a communist organization funded by Soros, funded by Gates, funded by, funded by, funded by, funded by, funded by. And the NFL took a knee and said, oh, everyone in the country that is white is racist. And you all, because you understood the words, established it as value, and then you applied it to your life. And you let others apply it to your life. And then if you stood up to speak truth, you were admonished, you were canceled, you were pulled off things, you were fired. Because you fought, you lost. And then you served as an example to others that if you speak up, you will lose too. And so now we sit here and we go, well, I didn't show up to the Capitol and Arizona, because Charlie Kirk told me not to, because fishbowl, fishbowl. And I talked to my pastor friend, Garrett. I love Garrett. And I was like, it's all BS. And he goes, Joe, it's not. And I'm like, but it is. It is absolutely BS. He's like, no, no, Joe, it's not. It's absolutely not BS. And I said, yes, it's absolute BS. He says, Lord, they're changing the lives of these young people. <laughs> and I said, changing it to what? 
See, the only reason that those kids are even at Turning Point USA is because the parents thought enough to give them an opportunity to hear what truth is with other people to hear and see truth, thus creating a fishbowl, thus creating an echo chamber. But it's only an echo chamber for that time that they're there. See, in the real world, they have to be equipped to go fight against the demons, the Satanists, the people that would do harm. But we're not equipping our kids that way. And we're not equipping the people of Arizona or the people around this country to work the problem. So when I tell you that we are working against each other, it's, it's not, I'm not making it up. It's not emotional. And before I came on, I had to pray. I had to like, Lord, please just allow me to, to be able to get, articulate what's happening in such a way that people will listen to it, understand it, share it. And Lord, give me this strength to do this every day. Even when I get to that place where I want to I fight, I can stop and say this. Jesus is a badass. And so I know with Jesus, anything's possible. So while we said that we did not want it to be another January 6th and it was a false flag and we let people stand together and say, fishbowl, 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 wait till TPUSA, wait till that, wait till Amfest, Amfest, Amfest. And I get so angry at Charlie Kirk and I get angry at these people. I come back and say, we let it happen. No push-ups, no sit-ups, no pull-ups, no, no work in the problem, no understanding what the enemy is doing. Let's just build our, we need to build our own playbook. <laughs> you ever see me say that? You ever see me say that? A couple times. No. Oh, work in the, work in the problem. Work like, the problem. Got to build a little. No, no, no. A, a playbook means that you mimic what they're doing. Oh, no. yeah. Not a playbook. They have a playbook. We have to have a playbook. No. We have to work the problem. We, we, have to, we have to cut the trees down, cut the weeds down. Our solution is not having and trusting Jesus. Our solution is Jesus. <laughs> But too often, we want a seat at the table that God, Jesus would have flipped over. We want to sit at that table. Ah, I'm arrived. Yeah. Yeah. Go get me a coffee, peasants. <laughs> right? That's the difference. Is that when we talk about working the problem, it... It is courage. When we talk about working the problem, it is speaking truth. When we talk about working the problem, it is standing up and standing in the gap. I don't need an elaborate playbook. I don't. And education is great in real time. Basic training, by the way, in the military, they run you ragged. You're a little stick figure. You come out, you're like, Pfft. tell me I'm wrong. And about 10 years later, you're like, man, give me that cheeseburger. <laughs> I'm not running anymore. We keep trying to create a playbook and think we can outsmart evil. That's what the Carrie Lake verdict was about. The judge was evil. You guys refuse to believe it. 
Yeah, let's read that. Roman Rep. Joe Rassam, thank you, Joe and Conservative Daily Crew, for the sacrifices you make for us. We know you don't have to be here, but you choose to do so. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for the $5 rubble rant. I appreciate it. Um, Redfishing says, what's the problem to work? Redfishing, tell me what the problem to work is. What's a cause you can apply a corrective action to? Okay, so let's let's talk about that for a minute. I think this is I think this is interesting. This is, by the way, uh, non Professor Joe talking. When you work a problem, typically what you do is you have to you have to triage the situation first. In other words, you have to stop the bleeding. So how do you stop the bleeding? How do you stop young people from gravitating to the side of evil? How do you stop them from getting educated in evil? I mean, think about it. That's really the key, right? Now, you could take kids and you could put them inside the fishbowl. And, and I've had this conversation with really smart people, and they're like, Joe, why can't everybody stand together? Because what you're saying makes absolute sense. So I call them up, and I'm like, listen, I need to, I need to work the problem. And they're like, okay, all right, let's work the problem. And then I tell them, that what you're doing over here is creating a void, but it's not working the problem. And then they get angry. And they're like, oh, yeah. Okay, well, uh, thanks for stopping by, Joe. Uh, yeah, Jesus is a badass. And, you know, we're going to go over here and just rah, 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 vote harder. Vote harder if you can. Go out there, do illegal shit, and go harvest pallets. Here, you know what? Here's a crayon because intent. <laughs> Joe, you don't know what you're talking about. We have to educate them in the fishbowl. We have to get them excited about Jesus. You get them excited about Jesus and you're not actually working the problem in real time, then what you are doing is you are telling them you are talking the talk and you are not walking the walk. You want to know what the problem is? It's not, it's not even reliance anymore. It is reliance because we rely on someone else to do it. We rely on Jesus to save us. Jesus sent us. In the final days, Jesus sent us and said, hey, will you do me a favor? Will you help me? If I was walking up the hill two miles to my death, knowing what you know now, would you protect me? Would you walk with me? Would you carry my cross? Would you go against those that spit on me? Would you protect me? Would you defend me? And here's the thing. Now let's replace the me. Let's replace the Jesus with the thing that is, should be the most precious thing that we have. Will you protect your children? Will you protect my children? Will you cut down the weeds and cut down the weeds being lies relentlessly until they decide they can never come back? Will you protect me? 
That's the thing that I don't get when I go to the fishbowl. I get talking heads make you feel good. I probably had a little quality group over here and said, hey, let's play this. Ooh. But they don't ask those critical questions. And then the last question is, yes, that, Jeff. What price are you willing to pay in order to protect my children? My meaning Jesus' children, not your children. So you've been given, you've been given domain over those children to raise them and give them and care for them. And by the way, that does not mean be their friend. That means raise them up, be unpopular, teach them consequences, teach them accountability, give them the tools to go through life and have discernment. And then you shall have children that can save our nation from the evil. See, the words shoulder to shoulder mean something. Working the problem is exactly that. We've made this more complicated than it has to be. Oh, we need more nonprofits. We need to fund these organizations so they can buy new jets. But we don't. Do we? What they do to one of us, they do to all of us. And yet this judge made a mockery of what we experience as Americans and reinforced the fact that you're a slave. Not a slave to Jesus, but a slave to the evil that has consumed our environment, that has infiltrated every part of our government. So we feel like we're fighting on all fronts. But we don't have to. We just have to learn the power of the word no. We have to knock down lies where we see those lies, relentlessly lock down lies. Just knock them down. <laughs> we, we don't need F-16s. And I'm not giving up my gun. But we don't, we don't need, we have a constitution, but we have this thing called God-given rights. I don't need an F F-16 to speak truth. I've just got to get other people to speak that truth with me. I've got to make sure that I understand that I'm not invisible. I got to make sure that I understand that when I talk about transgenders and they're like, oh, there's this thing that they're rising up to just come after all of us transgender. You're men dressed up as women or women dressed up as men, mutilating your bodies for what? Most of you aren't mutilating your bodies because you're too afraid to do that. Most of you just run around acting like you're a woman when you're actually a man, lying to yourself and then expecting us to lie for you and to you. Not going to happen. See what I just did? I knocked down weeds. I knocked down trees. Miss Joyce, you said, why do you say we're winning? If you were to go back to 2019, did you even imagine? Did 90% of you imagine? Did you imagine in your, in your wildest dreams that they would build a virus, release it on purpose, kill millions of Americans, lock down your schools, been teaching them critical race theory for decades, gender fluidity for decades, pumping things into vaccines, not just the, this, this other vaccine, but creating an, cr genocide, actual genocide. Would you have believed it? Would you have believed that Satanism was running amok on our society? Would you have? No. No. 
you wouldn't have believed it. Most of the parents here, tell me if I'm wrong. I'm lying, I'm dying. Most of the parents here, they're, they, they're good people, right? They taught their kids. They sent their kids to school and you told your kids what? Listen to your teacher. <laughs> Worst thing a mother and father could ever do. Listen to your teacher. So they did. They did that for 13 years, 14 years. And when they got out, here's what happened to the parents and the kids. Because at school, the teachers were saying, your parents are stupid. Your parents are dumb. They're uneducated. They're entitled. They're racist. They're homophobe. What you really need to do is figure out whether you're a boy or a girl. They preyed on the weaknesses of our children, and they preyed on the goodness of our parents. They preyed on the good because that's what evil does. And those parents did not equip those children to have discernment. They didn't even use that word. Then those kids went on to college, and it got worse. And they said, oh, no, no, no. We're going to teach you that you're educated. Read these books. Take these tests. Now you're entitled. And by the way, you're bad, bad white people. And oh, if, if you're black, you can't tie your own shoes. We feel so bad for you. We're going to go over here and give you a new test, a new job. <laughs> Am I lying? And before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, Loved the company's mission so much he's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A preciousmetals.com. A company that puts its money where its mouth is. Love it. Get the Augusta Precious Metals free gold IRA guide at www.augustapreciousmetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement. But you were taught tolerance in the middle of all this. They were stealing elections and putting people in place and changing rules, giving themselves raises and doing all this bad stuff. The entire time, we just wanted to get a bigger house. We just wanted to, you know, have some stuff. We weren't concerned about the education of the most disadvantaged among us in inner cities. We weren't concerned about the police beating and killing people because they didn't do it in our neighborhoods. They just did it in theirs. It's like they put a wall up around some of these cities and just let them go to town on minorities. And by the way, it was minorities beating up minorities. Minority police officers beating up minorities. Because it, it didn't matter if they, if they were black or white as police officers, they had a code. They have a family. They have a brotherhood. <laughs> you see, what, see what's happening? It's them versus us. But would you have known this? I wouldn't have. Heck, in 2020, I was in London hanging out, watching a football match. I mean, it was awesome. 
I heard about this this virus. I was like, oh yeah, I mean like Ebola. Uh <laughs> right? Got on a plane, flew home, locked down air travel, everything fell apart, closed down businesses, watched my friend commit suicide, watched them burn down small businesses while giving a free, free, free day to to Target and Walmart and Amazon, watched their stocks soar, watched small businesses get destroyed, burning down communities. And I said, I've had enough. That's why we're winning. We're winning because what you couldn't see, now you see. You walked by the evil every day and said nothing about it because you weren't evil. You watched evil grow. You watched the CIA and DHS and DNI and FBI. You watched them as they created this atmosphere, this ethos of evil, entitlement lying to themselves and lying to everyone around them and then building something up to try and destroy you with it. You watched as the President Trump's legacy over decades, and yeah, he made some stupid decisions, said some stupid stuff, no question. And I have too. I have too. I've done things I'm not proud of. I've also done a lot of things that I'm super proud of. And one was when I made that decision in March of 2020, to step in the gap. That was the best decision I ever made. Cost me so much. Cost me immensely. Still best decision I ever made in my life. Next to marrying my wife. Having my wonderful kids. Being blessed with the opportunity to raise those children to be amazing young people. Best decision I ever made. Most painful. That path has been terrible. But now I'm sitting here talking to however many people I'm talking to. And I'm telling you that choose truth. I'm telling you we're winning because we're speaking truth. And every day that someone sits down and decides that they have lost hope, that's why they released that Carrie Lake thing on Christmas Eve, is another day that the devil claws back at our society and builds more weeds, more weed traps, puts up more trees, makes it impossible for our young people to see truth. And it's not just the devil doing the work, it's people on our own side that are the wolves in sheep's clothing that won't listen, that tell you how smart they are, that tell you that we're winning. Well, they don't equip our young people to do anything with those tools. They don't equip them. No push-ups, no sit-ups, no discipline, no discernment. No, 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 no. They go to college campuses and they try to recruit people into this club. But then I meet those people. I meet Zach. And I'm like, Zach, Zach doesn't have the tools to fight against it. How do I know that? I have a test. And by the way, Zach's one of the most, one of the smartest people that works in this company. One of the smartest people I've ever met. He's also someone that has the biggest heart you could ever imagine a human being having. He hurts for other people. Like if someone's having a bad day, he will literally walk up and say, you need a hug. I'm going to give you a hug. Am I lying? I don't know, but thank you. (laughs) Am I lying? No, no. It's a yes or no, actually. There is no maybe. 
Yes, it just makes me uncomfortable you saying it out loud. Okay. Zach, how comfortable is it for you to walk out if you had a bunch of people that were sitting there lying to you to walk to each one of them and say, that's a lie? Sometimes it's hard, but depends on what they're lying about. But it doesn't even affect you. I'm a woman. They say I'm a woman, but you clearly see that they're a man. Would you tell them, nope, you're a man dressing up like a woman? Only if they're trying to push some sort of legislation on my future kids at the initial part, but I'd have a conversation with them. Oh. Like, would I don't you, would you say that that's a lie? I'd tell them they're lying, and I'd be like, but I'm willing to. What, you would use those words? I know you better than that. Uh, <sighs> you would never use those words. I, <laughs> well, say it. You would not. No, I, would you? I would disagree with their. Yeah, I don't know. What do you? I'm th th I'm not putting you on the spot. This is so people are listening and they're I'm telling them to do something, Zach. But here's the problem: I'm telling them to do something, and I'm telling them that their kids are not equipped, and you're very young. Yeah. Right. So uh, and and you played football for Hillsdale, correct? Yeah. So you're kind of a tough guy. I mean, you were. You you need to hit the you hit, hit the weights again, yeah. right? Yeah. But. You went to a school that is supposed to equip you. Yeah, so I, I would be respectful in person, one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I'd let them feel the way they want to feel. I wouldn't attack them, but I wouldn't go What's, what's attack mean? Whatever they feel like attacking is. Oh, so they set the limit on what attacking is. But if it's... Uh, but, wait, wait, wait. but everything comes before but is bullshit, okay? Okay. Don't want to use that word. But, but, but. Because if I use but, I'm like, mm, but this. And I mean, that means I don't believe anything that I just said. Well, if I'm walking down the street and I see someone that I obviously see as a man, I'm not going to go like, hey, you're not a woman, you're a man. Right, because, but you don't, if they came over to you and said, I'm a woman. I'd be like, I disagree. You're wrong. Like, you, no. I think, I think that's effing stupid. You would use that word? Yeah, if they, yes, because I think it's effing stupid. Okay, but it's not stupid. See, stupid means that you're equating a value. This is, by the way, a good, they can't see, nobody can see you. They can just hear your voice. But this is actually really good. This is a really good, experiment because okay. i think it it goes to what people think and what people see and what they think they can do right well if you walked up to me and said hey you're in really great shape i'd be like you're effing stupid <laughs> yeah because it's just not true <laughs> but, but if why I would you but if you use the word stupid that means that you're equating a value to it right if you say that's a lie yeah i guess what i'm doing is equating the stupidity to the value i have to give to the lie that's what's stupid yeah, Rainbow said, I once heard I could attach big floppy ears, skinny tail, and a trunk, but I still wouldn't be an elephant. <laughs> True story. And somebody just said that they just want to be liked. Miss Joyce, people, Joe, people want to be liked. And to that end, they want to be part of the majority. It's a damn shame, but it's a human nature, I'm told. Is it human nature or is lack of courage human nature that we've built? So what I mean is, are you willing, now that we know truth, are you willing to speak that truth? Are you willing to use harsh words that the left doesn't want you to use? See, they, that's how you know. That's how you know that being called what they are exposes them. Yeah. And so when you call someone what they are, not projection, call them what they are. Sir, you're a liar. You're a man. 
I'm sorry that you call yourself a woman, and it's okay. You're allowed to lie to you, but I'm not going to perpetuate that lie. You are a dude. I think Jordan Peterson said he wouldn't yell at a schizophrenic and say you're lying, but you're not wrong, or but you are wrong. Wait, hold on a second. So here's, here's Jordan Peterson gets to decide then when and when not we speak truth. No, no, no. We can tell them that they, yeah, I guess I'm trying to break it down. There's them lying to themselves and okay. there's them lying to us. Right. So if a schizophrenic says, I hear people on the walls and they're all shadows and they want to kill everyone, I could be like, that's wrong. You're, okay. you're, you, you are wrong, but you might not be lying to yourself, which kind of compares body dysmorphia with schizophrenia, which I'm sure is an unpopular, unpopular opinion. But, but I don't care about that. I know. I, 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 care, about, I care about truth. Yeah. So you tell them about the truth. truth that's not happening, but you might think it's right. It doesn't matter what they think is right. See, this is, this is, this is, this is why, and, and somebody just said that, that uh, Hillsdale is too genteel. I kind of believe that, right? So they are, they're, you know, they, 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 they create conflict in the idea of what's happening because you're yeah. taught a bunch of stuff, right? And then they're like, whap, smacked you on the ass and sent you out in the real world. Like, go get it. Yeah, Hillsdale, real, real world. I'd be like, "Hey, you're not a, a girl. Or you're not a dude. You look like a girl. You look like a dude." And that's what I see, and that's the truth. And but you don't even have to say that. You, you see, you don't even have to explain it. You just have to tell them the truth, and the truth is often very simple. Yeah. And the truth is, you're a dude. Now, I'm sorry that somewhere along the line, someone told you you could change that, but you can't. And here's what else you can't change: that you have a soul. And that, that soul one day will return to God. And I, it's my job to tell you the truth. Now, I can accept you where you are. Not where I want you to be. But don't, I'm, but don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. I think that is the thing that I want to get to is that truth is truth. And you're right. Truth is singular. Katgar says truth is singular. Truth is singular. And this show's going on for an hour and a half. And I'm enjoying this show, by the way. I'm enjoying it. Because it really is simple. How do you work the problem? You work the problem with truth. You work the problem with courage. You work the problem with pulling the weeds of deception, of lies. It's so easy. Because if you want to, if you want to be in the fishbowl, this is truth, right? Truth. We're not conspiracy theories. We're truthers. But when you're in the bowl and you're screaming through the glass, can they hear you? No. And that's my problem with Turning Point USA. And when I actually got out there and said, hey, listen, I didn't go to an Ivy League school. I went to a state school, so I'm not that bright. My books were lighter. They had less information in them. I've read about 2,500 books. My friend who's a dentist said it to me on Saturday. He's like, Joe, you know, you're the type of guy that doesn't need to go get, you don't get, get, need to go to college to realize you're smart. And I was like, no, I don't. But, and I don't need to go to college to learn about humility either or what the value of ethics is. And the book's not going to teach me that. Unless you're talking about one book. It's called the Bible. We have, we, we have got to get to a place, if you want to win, where the fishbowl is not the option. The fishbowl 
is just a place you go to regenerate. As long as they give you the tools while they're there to do the hard work out here. Because if you don't, the fishbowl will fall. And for all of those people out there that are talking about, I know, I know how to fix the problem. They don't. I mean, they're selling someone a marketing idea. Turning Point USA is a marketing idea. It could be so much more if they want to truly solve the problem. Otherwise, they're controlled opposition and they're working for the enemy. I said it. And I'm not that popular with the establishment. I'm certainly not popular with the radical left. But I am popular with those people who know that I'm not going to talk the talk fishbowl without walking the walk. I'm not going to tell people what truth is over here, but not equip them with the tools to speak truth over here. And that's what I talk about when I, when I talk to you, Zach. Is it's, not, it's not that you don't see truth. You just are a nice person. So you offending or hurting someone, you equate it all the way down to even speaking that truth would hurt them. Just leave them alone. Let them do their thing. Well, being a parent, I'm going to tell you, you have to equate the same thing. Being a parent is so hard. Excuse me. Being a parent is never hard. It is difficult. And it's difficult because you have to sometimes be the bad guy. If you want your kids to grow up with character, you got to be the bad guy. You got to be the one to say, if you don't do this, you can't have this. If you don't stop lying to yourself, you can't have salvation. If you don't stop lying to yourself, you got a 5,000% chance of higher chance of dying of suicide because you're unsure of yourself and you're falling into a deep abyss where there is no hope. That conversation that you have with someone is not just about pulling the weed. It's not about pulling the weed. Oh, but I, I forgot. I'm just a podcaster. I was just a tech guy. I'm just a guy that owns gun stores and ranges. I'm just a guy that guy likes to do business and tinker in business. I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy that went to the Middle East for six and a half years. I'm just the guy that taught myself Arabic, flying back and forth. Which, by the way, I just pulled out the Rosetta Stone so I could continue to get back into it. I'm really excited about that, actually. Get back to being fluent in Arabic. I'm just the guy that likes to read. I'm just a guy. But I'm just a guy speaking truth, and they're trying to make you feel good about it. And then, and then you're, you, you know, when somebody speaks truth, you're always, it's like a bomb went off. Like Tucker Carlson said, the CIA killed JFK. And everyone acts like we didn't know that for 50 years, 60 years. Tell me we didn't know it. Didn't we know it? If you read the Warren report, it is, it literally is if somebody put their fingers all over and said, CIA. <laughs> I kid you not. It's also this thick for a reason just like the 4,700 pages of the omnibus bill, $1.7 trillion that is like putting another stab into the American people. Okay, well, I, I hope that, yeah, Beverly says do a show on solution. I think I'm doing that right now. 
I think I'm equipping you right now. Oh, I'm not supposed to do that. Somebody said that when I went like this, I was making a triangle. So I've always done this, right? I've always done this. It's like, don't, don't do that. It's a triangle. <laughs> I'll also tell you that Freemasons don't want me because I'm bad stock. I didn't come from the Rockefellers, I guess. And I don't sit and wait and stand in line. I won't do it. I want you guys to know that as we sit here talking about a bunch of things, we didn't even get to the January 6th prisoners yet. January 6th prisoners are still languishing in jail and we are not speaking truth. We are allowing them to lie. And we are not telling them that they are liars. Let me tell you what the word you have to use when someone is not telling you the truth. It is liar. You're a liar. And when they fire back at you, say, I'm sorry, you're still a liar. All that stuff doesn't apply to me. That's speaking a different language. It has no value to me. See, ignore what they say and get to lie. Because as you talk, call the lie, the, the liar, the, the, the lie and the liar out, and you say, that's not true. This is truth. You pull the weed. And if, if, if one person sings in a, in a valley, nobody hears it. But if a million people see, sing in the valley, it sounds like birds. It's a beautiful harmony. That's what truth sounds like when everyone speaks it. But when they allow lies to perpetrate our society, you have this chaos we have today. The judge in the Cary Lake verdict is a traitor and a treasonous traitor to our country. Period. Their way out was, let's just maneuver around so that we don't have to answer the question. You're a traitor. You're a treasonous traitor. You're a betrayer of the American people. Intent has nothing to do with it. See something, say something. You're a judge. You saw 300,000 ballots came through, top of the ticket, the bottom of the ticket. And you know what? You said nothing. You saw the guy reading. You said nothing. You were apathetic to it because you were in on it. You're an evil traitor. That's what I think of the judge in the Cary Lake. And you know what? That judge should have no peace. You want to have no peace? You want to speak truth? Speak truth to that. What really should happen in Arizona is the people of Arizona should get into the streets by the hundreds of thousands, if not millions. And they should stay there. And they should stay there until we get what we, the people, should have, and that is truth. That's what should happen. Now, will it happen? I hope so. Will Turning Point USA decide that they're actually going to start uh, equipping and talking about tools and talking about being brave and courageous and setting aside their apathy while watching people suffer and make decisions today that will adversely affect them in the future? That's not loving your enemy. That's letting your enemy languish and die. That's allowing evil to fester. All right. We're going to pray for the, the prisoners in January 6th. We're going to pray that you guys all have the courage to share this show and talk about what we talked about on the show. Carrie Lake is just a symbol. The judge is a symbol of something far, far more sinister. Katie Hobbs, Sinister, and yeah, they're going to appeal it, and the appeal is going to end the same way. Intent.
because they already wrote the rules to the book up front. And the people are not speaking. So they just think the people don't care. But we do. All right. Well, let's pray. Shall we? And then I'll see you guys tonight at 4 o'clock. It should be fun. It should be a fun show tonight. And I'm sorry we spoke more. And, and by the way, Galatians 4.16 is my favorite verse for a reason. Anybody want to tell me what it means? Galatians 4.16. Am I the enemy because I tell you the truth? Galatians 4.16. I am not your enemy, but we have become our own worst enemy. Because our lack of courage and our lack of commitment and the fact that Turning Point and all these other organizations have not learned to equip our children with the ability to go out there and fight the real fight. They've talked about truth, watered it down a little bit, and then sent them out there very dazed and confused. They feel good about themselves, but they're concentrating too much on building a playbook when the plan is super simple. It's really simple. Courage, truth, speaking it, and becoming an ambassador for it. And be unapologetic at every turn. Doesn't mean you have to be an asshole and beat people up. Violence begets violence. So if somebody raises a sword, that's when you raise your sword. But if we all stand in the gap together, there's no reason for a sword to be raised because truth is something so much more powerful that it can knock down even the the mightiest of armies. I don't need an F-16. I just need truth. And if we speak that truth every day, we will knock down the the gates of the media. We will knock down the gates of a lot of things. And you got to speak it, but you got to share it. So let's pray for the January Sixers who, in truth, had a regressive grievance that were ushered into the Capitol. And they lied at every turn. These people that were selected, not elected. They were not elected, they were selected. And as they make us busier and take more tax money from us and enslave us even further, we fail to stand up for what is true. So let's pray for them. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to be here today. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the sacrifice our Lord and Savior, Jesus, made on that cross to give us eternal life. Thank you, Father, for the, for the life he led, for the example he set, and for the truth he brought to us. Father, help us to follow that truth. Help us to be courageous. Help us, Father, that we may relent to those feelings of despair only when despair is the only option, which, Father, I believe is never. Father, help us to be focused on you. Help us to understand how easy and simple the plan of restoration is, that it only requires truth, courage, and commitment. Father, help us to prepare these tools for our children. Help us, Father, to speak that truth and to be an example for our children. Father, help us to root out all the lies that they have told and continue to tell by speaking simply to them. 
Help us, Father, to become a chorus across the nation and across the world to call these evildoers what they are, demons. Equip us, Father, to drive out those demons. Father, I don't know what is to come of the Cary Lake trial, the appeal. But Father, I would just ask you to reveal to us a pathway that we may win and take back and show that there is a way for us as American people and for people across the world to have a voice in you, Father. Help us to not be invisible. Help us to not silence and self-silence and self-censor ourselves. And help us, Father, to teach our kids to have them do the push-ups and the sit-ups and to, and to show them the way that they can clear apart away weeds, clear apart the trees, so you can clearly see truth, Father. Help us, Father, to not establish value in words that these evildoers establish on us. Help us to drive it out and to call them what they are. Help us, Father, to understand the meaning of Christmas. That in birth came the largest single gift and sacrifice ever to be made that gave us that opportunity at eternal life. Father, I would ask you to be with those prisoners, January 6th prisoners. I would ask you to supernaturally move the judges in these cases to do things that even in the evil that they represent, they will do anyway in order to protect the January Sixers. Father, help us that we may pray a prayer that binds and breaks the backs of these judges, literally and figuratively, that they may only see and be able to speak truth and that they may only be able to step out and recognize what it is we all know, that the people on January 6th redressed their grievances, did so peacefully, and were fired upon by slave masters and lied. They lied, Father, to the American people about what really happened that day. Help us, Father, we may not bury truth. That as we uncover truth, that we can break these demons' backs with that truth. And we may stack the truth on top of them until it makes those weeds never grow again. I ask for all of these things, Father, courageously, humbly, recognizing, Father, that your will be done. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. All right. Yeah, we're going to have a show tonight. Pray, everyone. Pray. Send people over to pray. Send this to them, if it made sense. I know it'll get to Turning Point USA. They'll say, oh, yeah, Joe's talking about how we're not doing enough. (laughs) That's actually not what I said. I said you don't have the tools to do what's necessary to protect our children. No, that's just my thought. All right, God bless you all. I will see you tonight at 4 o'clock. God bless you. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, 
on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Fax Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.